Coming up this week, off screen. First Love gets deadly with Beast. A rite of passage opens the wound. There's an explosive tale with not the D sharp, but the D minor. And the Avengers fight the Infinity War. All of us to come and more off screen. This is off screen. Off screen. Off screen. With the latest film news and reviews, this is off screen, the on screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to off screen. I'm Van Gunner. Uh, and I am Case Allen. Welcome back, Mr. Allen. We've had Hi. a week. Uh, we've had a week apart. We so, have. Yeah. I had, uh, why? Why? Why was? You know, I can't even remember. I think it was something to do with my schedule and and seeing some film or other. But uh, yeah, yeah, mistakes were made. <laughs> Things were said. <laughs> well, we need to get to some film news. We need to get to some reviews. Box office top five competitions. So much fun to be had as always. And there's yeah. a, there's a, a kind of a fun movie out this week as well. And there's one that's yeah, the D minor. The, the D minor, yeah. yeah. Well, that's more tragic fun. And then you've got Beast, which is dark, horrific fun. Right. And then you've got uh, The Wound, which is insightful gay fun. And then you've got... Uh, and all things combined. And it all combines yeah. to form Avengers Infinity War, which is... Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, the D minor, not not the big bad. Not the big bad, no. no, no shame. No. Maybe he's in Avengers 4. Possibly. I might see D minor in that. But uh, so before we get to all that stuff, uh, we've got to go, we've got to kick off with some film news. Oh, right, yeah. Because uh, there's, there's always something going on. What it got for me? What has happened this week that's worth our time and effort? Well, um, as we were just talking about prior to recording, uh, CinemaCon is happening right now. It is. Just in explain, the United States. Can you explain for me? CinemaCon is not something like Comic-Con for the general public, is it? No, it's something for um, like theatre owners and uh, distributors go to it. It's a trade it's, show. It's a trade show, trade essentially. Show. Okay. Yeah, they just go and they dig out the Quentin Tarantino's and the Jamie Lee Curtis's <laughs> and they're just like, this is what we got. <laughs> yeah, this, this is all the things we're going to dazzle you with in the next two years. That's it, yeah. yeah. So I think for some film news today, we'll pretty much be delving into what's been said. There's is been some cool stuff. Is D23 a trade show or, or a convention? I think that's a weird one. I think that is kind of a mixture of both. Okay, right, because I, I, I wasn't clear on that one. Yeah, because it, it's, it kind of works as Disney's own version of Comic-Con. kind of does, so doesn't like, it? Sometimes when when Marvel skip out on Hall H at Comic-Con, which they, is what's happening this year... Yeah, they double down at D23, they don't they? And then they, they're Not just like, apart, here are all our films. Not that far apart. I don't think so, no. no. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get into that some point later on down the year. But this year, uh-huh. um, yeah, first bit of news from that. Um, yeah, summer's coming up. And in the summer, you know, kids don't go to school on that jazz. But we know, they lose they lose the motivation, don't they? They're just like, I just want to stay and eat cake. I yeah. just, I don't Can go I just do this today. for six weeks? Yeah, cool. Yeah, as a teacher, that's what I feel like <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, so we have loads of like cartoon films and kids yeah, films. And we stuff. do. Um, there was a film called uh, The Secret Life of Pets that came out a couple of years ago. Yes. And, yeah. uh, well, I have a logistical question about how you continue that series <laughs> because notably it's been avoided. Uh, and my answer to that question is mm-hmm. you get the person that seems to be in every animated property ever to replace the issue. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the, the sequel to Secret Life Pets comes out, uh, what is it? It's later on this summer. Is it this summer? 
It can't be. They, they, oh no, my my apologies. It's next summer, but they've they've, they've announced it. That I was, would have been. I was about to say that that that's the quickest turnaround I've ever heard of on an animated on a CG animated film because they're always this like is three terrible years. planning on my part. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so who it, we it get, was announced the other day. Who do we get to replace the problem? Yes, Christopher um, Plummer, isn't it? <laughs> have, they got, have, they got, have they got Christopher Plummer to replace Louis C.K.? That's, that's who you get. That's, that's Whenever totally there's it. a scandal, you put in <laughs> Georg. So when the Entourage movie gets a sequel, Christopher Plummer's there playing Ari Gold. That's how it works. Oh, man, I would watch that. I would I, watch I, that so hard. It's actually worth them making an Entourage sequel purely for that, isn't purely it? Purely for that, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just like Ari Gold's like rich, eccentric Canadian uncle or something. Oh, no, just get him to play Ari Gold <laughs> and not mention it. Oh, Ari, Ari, Ari Old. Yeah, Ari Old. There we are. Yeah, um, you get uh, uh, Patton Oswald. Wow. Yes, Patton Oswald is literally just going to be the same character. He's going to play Max, huh? Yeah. Wow. Max the dog. And then we got some new people as well. Um, new people, uh, Tiffany Haddish, because... She's, she's a big star now, yeah. Oh, 2019. What, 2019? Uh, Nick Roll, uh, Pete Holmes, who I like very much. Did my show uh, Crashing on HBO. Yes, I've never had the chance to get into that. It's but, good, uh, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely worth, worth watching, man. A bunch of people that are returning. Jenny Slay, Eric Stone Street, Ellie Kemper, Lake Bell, uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan. Excellent. Um, Hannibal Buress, is he back? Hannibal Buress is yes. back. And then um, someone else new, uh, newcomer, uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, it must be an up and comer. I've not really, I've it not heard be, of this yeah. person. I hope that he gets a franchise. Yeah, at some I, point. I feel like he'd be good in a, a lot, sort of legacy series, something that he could star in a few films of and like really make his own yeah. dine out on for a while. Have you seen a few of those actually? I think it'd be all right. That's a I career, right? right there. Absolutely. I mean, it can take what 30, 40 years off. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. back as the same character, phone it in, mumble. He can uh, marry Supergirl's boss, you know? Yeah. The, the whole thing. He, this, the world is full of possibilities for an actor with his whole future ahead of him, so young, starting out. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I am a little bit behind on Supergirl. Supergirl's boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Supergirl's yeah. boss at the beginning of that series is Ali McBeal, Callista yes. Flockhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Think, oh, of course it is, yeah. When they moved the I, show... I, I, I thought you were talking about Karen Allen from Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Karen Allen isn't a Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that show moved from uh, LA to Vancouver to join Arrow and Flash, and yes. Callista Flockhart, for the second series, when they'd moved, reduced her role to recurring. Oh, okay. And what they did was they basically wrote it so that Jimmy Olsen's Supergirl's boss now. Oh, that makes sense. And now I think it might be... Isn't it James Olsen? Because he's... Ja- James Olsen. Because he, he's cool. Yeah, and then yeah. there's Katie McGrath's Lady Luther as well, who's now the boss of them all. Yes. Yeah. All oh, right. Lena. Lena Luther. There we are. Lena Luther. Because if you want a millennial name, you know, Lena's a good one. You 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 talk to girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Talk, talk to Lena. <laughs> So, uh, should we do, uh, let's do a, a quick plug for uh, podcast editions. So you can get yes. extra stuff after the end credits and the moment of cage. All the stuff. All the news and reviews we can't fit into the radio edit. Uh, so, yeah, go along to, go on to iTunes, go on Deezer, go on Acast, go on any podcast platform you like. Odds are off screen is on there. Uh, download, consume, enjoy in that very threateningly John Carpenter kind of, <laughs> kind of a way. There. News on John Carpenter later as well. We have, haven't we? What a segue. I know. Oh. Uh, well, um, also competitions. We're giving away DVDs of Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story, which oh, yeah. is really good. Yeah, I remember. Really fascinating that. documentary. And uh, yeah, so go along to onscreenfilm.com, go in the competition section and win Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story on mm. DVD. It is worth watching. It is a great story. If you don't know the story of Hedy Lamar, absolutely you need to see Check this film. It really just crazy cool story. So uh, what are we going to talk about? What what, what film shall we I uh, think the Demoner? Divulge? Do you want the Demoner? The Demoner. Demoner, right. The so Demoner. Last week... The Sharp Demoner. That's it. Last week, I genu- I said The Demoner because I'd not looked the film yeah, up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we've got The Demoner coming up. I don't know, some kind of documentary. 
And I, I just assumed it was like a, a, a like a, a Phantom Thread style documentary. A Demoner sounds like a seamstress, something a seamstress. It does, do. yeah. What is your occupation? I'm I'm a Demoner. I'm yeah. a Demoner. I'm a Demoner. Yeah. yeah. For, like, for I'm a cobbler. I'm a Demoner. I'm a Demoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's the D minor, and it yeah. is the story. In fact, it's, it's basically a biographical documentary. It's been reconstructed by the son of a Kurdish colonel. I'm trying to find his name here. Uh, is it Colonel I, Kurtz? It's not. He's a uh, basically he is an Iraqi colonel. He's a Kurd serving in the Iraqi army. And uh, after the after the invasion, he very quickly realises that there's all these like, primitive landmines mm. throughout the country that are just claiming lives left, right, and centre. And it, it, he, he discovers through his uh, his working with you know uh, Allied forces, working with the Americans, etc., and the French, how exactly how easy it is to defuse one of these mines. How you risk your life, but you know it can be quite straightforward, and you can do it. It's just a question of whether or not you want to risk your own existence. He then rationalises as it as every time he risks his life that's one life he's potentially saving and he dedicates his time to simply going out with a pair of pliers he literally goes out into the world with a pair of pliers and sets about demining iraq i have just seen a picture of this guy he looks he looks very casual. <laughs> like he's right. yeah, yeah. He, he, he's sat, uh, sat aside, a <laughs> pile of mines, pile of like diffuse mines. Yeah, cigarette in hand, uh, not giving uh, AF, not giving AF. No, no, no. no not that's, at all. that's what the kids are saying. Um, I can't remember this. I, sorry, it's not on the uh, IMDb page at all. And I've not brought the press notes with me. Um, it is actually a Swedish documentary. It's brought to us by uh, oh, Higo okay. Hirari. Um, but Very because nice. obviously, uh, it, you know, it's set in Iraq. It's, it's subject. To a lot of it is in um, the, the regional the regional dialect of Arabic because hmm. you can't just say Arabic; it's a specific dialect of Arabic. And, um, and so, the fact that it's Swedish film, you don't really particularly notice. Yeah. The, the filmmaker's from uh, uh, Kurdistan. Is he from Kurdistan? Yeah. I think the film because the film's actually listed as Swedish, like on the press notes. They do make yeah. a big like Swedish, Swedish production, I presume. Um, it's genuinely gripping as a film because he himself, I really apologize, I can't remember the gentleman's name, um, he himself is actually kind of captivating in a strange way. Like you said about him sitting casually amongst that pile of mines smoking a cigarette, he is that kind of guy. And although he has this very preachy, I'm doing this for the people, I'm here to save lives, sort of a message, he's not really particularly po-faced about it. He's kind of, he kind of gets the insanity of it. He gets how bonkers what he is. And the film has a, a really effective way of portraying that through the way that they, they utilize, uh, interview footage with his son, the way they, the clips they specifically utilize of him. It paints a very particular, uh, portrait of the man and it gives it, mm. A tone you wouldn't quite expect. I was really taken in by it. Um, I just, I just thought the story was was just fascinating. I, I, you know, I can't believe this guy existed. I never heard this story. Um, absolutely worth checking out. It's a Dogworth release, so it'll go pretty wide on the documentary circuit. So, for instance, in Sheffield, because on or, or showroom, uh, if you can get the chance to see this, absolutely do. It is so worth seeing. With the latest film news and reviews, I am. This is off screen. <laughs> The on-screen radio show. A bunch of and we're back, Mister Allen. So, uh, where are we going to go next? What are we going to talk about next? There's going to be something. There's got. I mean, there's, there's always something. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the wound, which ah. is a film um, which I believe is about um, uh, uh, axe 
axe makers, axe, axe welders. Um, I think. I'll tell you something. You type yeah. "wound" into IMDb, and you see how many films that brings up. I just realised the double entendre that I made, and I didn't mean to make it. What did you do? Oh man, it's not registered. It's flown right over my head. What did you do? I I said axe. This film was called "The Wound." Yes, yes, I got that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't even mean to... Oh, right, uh, so I assumed that was the point of that, sorry. Okay, so... <laughs> we're just we're just, we're just, just not on game, are we? Um, okay, so this is... Uh, this is otherwise known as uh, Inziba. Uh, this is about... Um, a, uh, this is about a rite of passage. This is a tribal rite of passage film. Uh, which nation's actually from origin? Let me see if I can find out on here. Uh, country, 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 it doesn't actually say on there, does it? Country South Africa. Right, so this, this follows uh, a young boy named Zolani. He's kind of up the upper echelon of, of the teenage spectrum. He's, he's regarded as sort of uh, a senior status among teenagers. Mm-hmm. He's a factory worker who goes off on a rite of passage journey, but where the sort of the, the boys ascend from their teen years to men. It's, I say, it's, a, it's a not, it's not a documentary, it's a fictional narrative. But the way this plays is Brokeback Mountain. This is literally Brokeback Mountain in a tribal setting. So what the reason he's gone back as a, he's gone through this rite of passage himself, the reason he's gone back for in this sort of senior supervisory mentor like role is because he and a friend he made on their rite of passage many years earlier became a couple discreetly behind, behind well not behind closed doors because they're outdoors nearly the entire time. Um, but yeah, discreetly while they're on this, this, this journey in rite of passage into the woods, into the forest and into the wilderness, that's what they've been doing. And they've been going back every year since. Kind of like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. You, you get the comparison point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just tribalism instead of cowboyism. And cowboyism. cowboyism? It's got to be a word. Irregardless. <laughs> it's a perfectly word. Perfectly prominent. Totally. It embiggens yeah. everything. Anyway, it totally embiggens my point. Um, God, Trump. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Um, so the way we have this now is he's gone back. He's in very much in the senior status of, of mm. the role. There is a young recruit who's going through this process for the first time, and the pair begin a relationship which causes friction with his frequent partner and basically creates a love triangle in the middle of this rite of passage during in a culture in which it really isn't tolerated full stop. And, well, we haven't got a clip because it is all in regional dialect. And well, it's great. It is absolutely terrific. Sounds interesting. And I kept, I just came away thinking, it is Brokeback Mountain. But it's different. It's not like a rip-off or anything. It's different enough. I kind of like the idea that the, that kind of story transplants it into so many different settings. And it does it brilliantly here. It is superbly directed by John Trengrove. It is just fantastically shot. It's it's got a really chilly atmosphere to it, but there's there is warmth in the character in the character interplay. The the way that it balances uh, its sort of sense of self loathing with its sense of you know fear is really really precise. And the way that I've seen the way that Zolani. And, and his kind of ex-partner, really, um, basically square off constantly. It does give you chills at times. It's a really mm. gripping film. <laughs> Can't recommend it. Either. Like I say, if you if you like Brokeback Mountain and you always want to see, you know what? I want to see the foreign language tribal version. Because <laughs> that's the one thing I was thinking of. I say that all the yeah. time. I'm, I'm often watching, I, I was watching The Sweetest Thing the other day, and I said, I want to yeah. see the foreign language tribal version of this. Somebody get me Ang Lee. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> oh, what a week for that gag. By the way, did you see the Incredible Hulk finally got an honest trailer? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a big fan of that. Um, so, shall we uh, move on? To, have you got a piece of film news before we go to the uh, box office top five? Anything you want to talk about this week? No, I'm good. You good? No, okay. I well. mean, I have, but I'm going to save it because, you know, anticipation and all that jazz. Fair enough. On which note? Number five. Uh, hashtag not my Peter Rabbit. Well, not my Peter Rabbit either. It's doing alarmingly well, though. And it, I mean, the fact that it's doing this well in yeah. Britain, where we should know better. I've said this before, Van. Um, children are idiots. You'll have, you're actually expecting your first child as you say that. You realise that, right? I know, and I intend to call it an idiot every day. I want to give it a complex. <laughs> I maintain, I maintain if you have a son and don't name him Barry Allen. I'm missing so. It's, it's at least got to be middle. Like, you're not even trying if you don't. <laughs> I have been trying. You, you try to convince my wife to that's, call that's my true. kid after the flash. There we are. Yeah. Uh, but no, Peter Rabbit, it, it, because it's just not the product it should be. I, it's an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie set in Richard Curtis land. No. It's not a Beatrix Potter movie. I think what we want, we want something that um, the Christopher Robin film looks, looks like. like yeah, something yeah. like that tone, yes. Yeah. This is, frankly, too crass, uh, too juvenile, too silly mm. for what it needs to be. It has no sense of, of, of self-importance, which Beatrix Potter's work does kind of have. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear, like bloody Jemima puddled up farting. Yeah. Um, I can yeah. imagine that being in this film. It, it, is, it is that kind of film where it will resort to fart humour and you just think, it's not particularly funny about it. It's very basically written. It is shot in a way that feels like it's come off a standard assembly line and I saw a film this week that I'm embargoed on for a month and can, yeah. can you tell me off mic? I can tell you off mic. Oh, uh, yes. I promise you Exciting. it's hilarious but I watched it and I, I, I watched that film and thought to myself, you know what? This is still this is awful, but it's still light years ahead of Peter Rabbit, mm. and that's the because it is on the low bar. This is Marmaduke level CG hybrid animated family yeah. film, and that is very very sad. Has someone tweeted on it for me? Uh, yes, uh, at Sherlock's Holmes. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> says uh, someone I know in IRL uh, in real life. in real life. Yeah, but they've put in in real life. Come on, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, posted on their Insta story. Insta story? Have, have I got to read this? Yes, you've Come got to read on. this. On their Insta story, that they're watching Peter Rabbit, uh, uh, IDK. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. Um, no capital letters, um, no no like discernible uh, punctuation. Maybe he was in a rush. No, no, no full stop. He was in a rush. In a, in a rush tells me about that. He was in a rush. Story. That is important information he had to get out to the world, okay? You, I, d- I don't you, even know if, if they, they enjoyed the film or you not. Indulged. Maybe his house Maybe. was on fire. Maybe his house was on fire and he thought that's the last thing I'm going to contribute to the world. Do you know what? Ours is not to judge. Number four. Big CGI nostalgia fest. Thousand. Ready, Ready Player One, yeah. which I was a big fan of, to be honest, I way more than I expected to be. Um, I'm, I'm not, but it's it's all right. I like it. That's it. I mean, I, I don't get wrong. I don't think it's going to stand up to scrutiny you've at seen, all. You've seen it a couple of times, haven't you? I did. Yes. So I think that's maybe why you enjoy it more than me. Uh, quite possibly. I did have to that second time. I made sure to see it because uh, I really wanted to see it without the dizzying wow factor of oh look, Firefly, oh, oh look, Godzilla, yeah. oh look. I needed to get rid of the oh look factor and actually yeah. focus on. That's that's what I've got as a film so yeah I would recommend seeing it a second time if you can um, and get through that but I do think it's a I think it's a pretty solid film I think it's built upon something of a shaky base because of the nostalgia element because mm. of how it leans into its retro vintage aesthetic um, 
But it's not quite the nauseating hipster fest you think it's going to be, which pleases me greatly. And it's got, you know, relatively sterling Spielberg work in there. Relatively, that's why you're the original. Okay, that's why you basically invented the blockbuster. Cool. Yeah, it it feels like he's trying to not be self-referential, but it's also Mm. something that he helped create so it's difficult it to is strange isn't fully, it? fully avoid that i guess um, you find yourself wondering like why why don't you just chuck in a couple more of your own films you can totally well, we, pull this we, off we were saying this for like yeah. his, his crew or like the post-production people were trying to just like just sneak in some like yeah. et easter eggs and i mean we were assuming that like there's a t-rex in it we assume that's the jurassic park t-rex for instance he does actually have the yeah. scars scars on the neck so, so yeah, yeah i think that is meant to be the we're jurassic park so. one. um but yeah i really enjoyed it i had great a great time with the casting of it i i thought the writing was quite witty quite funny um there's you know i have issues with the way they've structured the plot because i've i've not read the book by the way um i have issues with the way they've structured the plot because there's a very very obvious and glaring missed opportunity in there hmm. and other but other than that i there was one bit by they've changed from a book and I, I too have not read the book was that but- by any chance clue number two Clue number two. Clue number two. Which is, by and large, my favourite part of the film. That bit was yes. great. Same. Yeah. Jaw-dropping. And, and yeah. the, the look of it is... Perfect, perfect right? Yeah. Perfect. Um, anyone tweeted on it? Have we got uh, a fan? Have we got a hater? What have we got? Let's find out. Um, at uh, Andrew M. Elijah says, Hashtag Ready Player One is basically Spielberg being our dad and telling us to get off our couch and go play with our friends for a while. Number three. Guernsey. We're just going with Guernsey, aren't we? So it's the Guernsey... Sorry, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel oh. Pie Society. <laughs> <laughs> I was off last week and I... You were when we were yeah. doing it. And also, I'm not used to just calling it... Right. Just Guernsey. Just because obviously we haven't talked about Guernsey, it is just to be referred to as Guernsey. Oh, okay, really? that's that's just what we're going to do. They've they've gone with the Twitter uh, account name Guernsey Movie because they clearly know as well. I think yeah. we went with G- GL Triple P. I think we sat with last week. Oh, that's way better. Yeah, is it GL Triple P? We're going to forget the S GL Triple P because it sounds like something Diddy would say. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Diddy has just bought the house on Guernsey, hasn't he? He's, yeah. he's, he's new summer home. <laughs> yeah, must be a tax haven or something. Who knows? Um, the film itself, I, um, the th- it's one of those films of two halves where you've got the sort of the pot boiling romance mm. element. Is, and uh, got... is, sorry, is uh, Sam Claflin in it? Sam Cla- no, it feels like something he should it be in, like doesn't he it? Be in it? Yeah, it's totally that film, is it? Like, where's Sam Claflin? Come on, let's yeah. find him. Where are you? No, he's not in it. It's Michael Huseman? Huisman? Oh, uh, Dario Naris from Game of Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, I miss you on your weeks off. <laughs> Col- Colson don't know his obscure European casting. <laughs> you, you can pronounce all the really hard to pronounce names on Game of <laughs> But yeah, yeah Colson and I have fun doing this, but his knowledge of, uh, of European actors is uh, understandably rather thin, because why wouldn't it be he's a person? Anyway, um, it's your Michael Huisman, and you've also got Glenn Powell. As the uh, really? I knew that get your jaw dropping. Yep, and but, get this that would actually make me go see the film. Right, he's got a meaty role in it. He plays it great, effortlessly cool. Yeah, I would go see it just for him. It, you know what? He's great in it. Go and see it. Um, oh, he's man. part of the pot boiling romance element, right? Yeah, Which works. Does Does he play an American? He does. He really. You, it, you it's like if you read the book, Mister Allen. Is that what it is? What is a book? Can I, can I download it? There's a pot-boiling romance. That works. The investigative uh, journalistic side of it, less so. 
Uh, having said that, it's kind of middle of the road about it. I think it is going to find an audience amongst, well, to be honest, my mum. <laughs> it's what I feel my mum will love. Mums. It's a mum movie. Yeah. The DVD will be out for Mother's Day, you know, and we, we can sell it. But, uh, so, uh, has anyone tweeted on it, what they got for us? Um, at eHarvey98 says, just seen hashtag Guernsey movie, uh-huh. or GL... GL triple uh, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, wonderful and whimsical, gorgeous story, and now I want to visit Guernsey. Well, that's that's an achievement, to be fair. Number two. Which I loved. I think you loved as well, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, have I've... you ever news about this that came out today? No, I have not. What is it? They're making a sequel, obviously. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, for God's sake. I don't know how, how, and I don't know... I, d- I didn't even click on the on the article. I just saw the headline and was just like, uh, "Don't, please don't." Unless, although Michael Bates produced it. To be fair, a quiet place could work if you go down the purge route of oh, fine, you just expand it, yeah. fine, but it has to be in another part of the country or something like that, and with a different, a completely unconnected story. Just tell an anthology story. Mm. Just use it for that. But then I think the way with that would be. You would find out too much about the characters, not not the characters, the, about about the creatures, about and, the threat, I, and, I don't, yeah. and I don't want to know more about them. Well, I mean, that's the thing; it, it's down to how good the writing's going to be. Yeah. To be honest, I, ju- I just I just need to know that they can't see. <laughs> well, exactly that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have um, a mystery about them. I do think the film's great, though. I think uh, yeah, Krasinski and Blunt, I think, is terrific. Yeah, I've uh, started watching uh, uh, The Office. For the first time. Have you never watched The Office? I've never watched the, the US. Obviously, I've seen the... I know. It's, you. I know. You. Me. You. It's I been am like my, baffled. He's been my one gap in, like, oh, US comedy knowledge it's for like a long time. It's finding out there's not a Santa. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Just, wow. Because, like, obviously, always been aware of it. Love the shows, but yeah. uh, Michael Schur and Greg Daniels. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, like, love Parks and Rec, love Buckland and I, love Good mm. Place. But you never seen The Office? No. <laughs> I'm mind blown. But yeah, I've always just been like aware of Michael Scott, always yeah. been aware of Dwight. Because you just, you're in that sphere of, you, you, you love that sphere of comedy anyway, and that's such an integral part yeah. of it now. And so but, why I've not just like, yeah. just de- I think it's because, like, I, I didn't start watching it obviously when it was on, and mm. then it finished, and it was nine seasons, and I was like, nine seasons is a lot of show. You've inspired me though. I'm going to give it a rewatch. Do it. I'm, so, we I'm, can, so we can trade games. I, I started last week. I'm halfway through season three. Cool, cool. It's I'll get such on. an easy watch. Yeah, but, it is, isn't it? But uh, yeah, um, Krasinski in that gym. Oh, man. I know. It's, <laughs> and who'd have thought with Quiet, with Quiet Place that he'd turn out to be as effective a director as he yeah. is as well? I mean, he's. Mm. did you know that he actually shot the opening credit sequence, the opening uh, credit footage for The Office? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's really? actually, he filmed that on his way into Scranton for the first time. He that's just took really his cool. camera out and shot the town, and that's what yeah. they use as the opening uh, opening sequence of The Office. Fantastic. But, yeah, so, uh, Quiet Place, I'm a huge fan. Um, mm. I mean, I, I loved the tweet we got last week that said um, okay. how many people died in The Quiet Place because they accidentally farted. Um <laughs> Yeah, and and many people have asked similar well questions. I think John Nottingham asked me, do they have to go behind the waterfall every time they want to fart? Um, yeah. So has, has someone tweeted uh, an, another interesting question or an observation? What have they got for us? Uh, yeah, um, uh, Alice Guest says, went to see hashtag quiet place, and mm. then there's some kind of emoji. Oh, it's it's, it's like it's, it's the silence. Ah, uh, okay. Smart. That's what smart. Uh, so good. Um, but to the people eating popcorn, shh. Number one. Rampage. <laughs> right. Did you know Rampage had a theme song? Not until that played. Not until that played. Right. I was, was I was the one person in that bloody theatre. Yeah. Like, when I heard like the opening chords of that, I was like, oh. 
Someone has sampled uh, Smash Pumpkins. Yeah, they have. Kid Cudi has. Right. Yeah. So I think it's called The Rage, the song. The Rage. And basically, it is a hip-hop track that has sampled Bullet the Butterfly Wings. So, so it's, it's Rampage, but we've just taken out... Yeah. So, just, so, the, certain yeah, yeah. It really yeah. Is, it's half a Rampage. It's a Rage. Do you think someone, someone like bought him Scrabble? Or like, there's like Scrabble fridge magnets? Well, just, and he was just like... Consider for a second. Dwayne Johnson has to have signed off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Can you imagine? I want to be in a room with uh, Billy Corgan from Smash Pumpkins and <laughs> Brian Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> and they're comparing, like, the bald heads. They're like, I use this, this head wax. Well, that's true. But yeah. just just remember, uh, 2 Chains and Wiz Khalifa collaborated on the theme song to uh, Fast and Furious 6. I did. Which means, at some point in human history, there has been a room in the world that contained both Wiz Khalifa and two chains. Mm. And nobody thought to install cameras and sell tickets to watch this. Because how's that not on the DVD? I paid good money to see Wiz Khalifa and two chains just hanging out in a room for <laughs> half an hour. Talk to Vin. <laughs> Vin probably just like, if, if he's, he's seen, too busy if he's... wearing white clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he wear all white? <laughs> I ain't got white clothes. I got family. <laughs> I got family. Got family. <laughs> it's 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 so I can show myself off as the saintly protector of my family. I watched I watched that video the other day. Do you remember a couple of years ago on Valentine's Day? He put up a video of him singing a Rihanna song. Yes, he did. Yeah. That was weird. It was like five years ago or something. Four or five years ago, and it's badly shot. It's on an iPhone. Yep. And there's a projector. He's like singing next like a projected image of a Rihanna video, and he's like duetting with this Rihanna video. Oh my god, it's great. So, so rampage. I realise we've just got completely off topic and just gone into why? No, no, we, this is the Vinda's crazy thing. Why are we? Why are we? We've somehow diverted into dissecting the life of Vin Diesel. We've, we've spoken about that. We are defective as people. <laughs> oh my god! Have, have, have we just have we just chosen Vin over over we did. Dwayne? We sided with Vin over Dwayne. So back to Dwayne. Wow, we are bad people. Sorry, Dwayne. Please, please, please don't don't hate on us. Um, Have you seen that he's just had a kid? Yes, he has. Yeah. And and the size of a human baby next to Dwayne Johnson is hilarious. Called it the pebble. Yep, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the the working name, working title yeah. they have for every baby's name until he picks. It's like pebble. Uh, Rampage, I had great fun with. Uh, OTT action spectacular. Dwayne Johnson tapping into that that sort of that recipe he's managed to perfect that Arnold Schwarzenegger arguably started in the early nineties mm. and then sort of fizzled out on. Uh, Dwayne Johnson seems to have basically found a way to bottle that and, and reuse it, and that's yeah. fantastic to me. Doing. That's great. I had such a good time with this. A uh, little bit too cartoonish a villain, a pair of villains. Um, but you know what? Jeffrey Dean Morgan basically owning the show. Uh, Strong. Yeah. yeah. You want to say about those old cowboys? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's so badass. Well, I think I, I text you saying I need Jeffrey Morgan to be in the Fast and Furious spinoff. That would I be need great. That. He, he would fit that universe as well. Yeah. I think he'd be a good villain, though. He'd be a great villain. He'd be a great villain. Yeah. So, um, has anyone tweeted on Rampage? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith. Not, Not that, that Kevin one. Smith. Uh, another Kevin Smith that has the fantastically uh, amazing handle of uh, Cookie Prince Fifty Two. Nice. You're nice. It was fifty second in the line of yeah. Cookie Prince Succession. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Look, Prince George will tell you. You know, line of succession is a bitch. Yeah. You know, it, and it, and it's just the competition's just getting worse. Yeah. So you know, Cookie Princes. I'd imagine it's like uh, being an actual prince. You it's because Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, he says, uh, I saw the movie Rampage with my mom. This is an American man. Uh, mom, uh, aunt, and two cousins earlier today. 
Uh, I enjoyed it, and I think that those that like giant monsters, action, and or mindless fun will enjoy it too. I also this is very well written. It is. This is like this is a perfect anecdote for that previous. <laughs> it really one. is. It's like yeah. counterpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also give the movie props for having a rampage arcade machine in a few shots. As do I. That was very fun. Well done, Rock. Well it was done. a nice touch, wasn't it? Yeah. With the latest film news and reviews, this is off screen. On-screen radio show. And we're back and we're assembled, Mr. Allen, so it's it's time. Is it really time? It's really time. It, it, it's oh, finally wow. happened. Uh, an entire universe once and for all. <laughs> so, well, Avengers Infinity War is here. Does it live up to the hype, Mr. Yeah, Allen? Yes. It does. <laughs> I, I agree. It lives up to the hype. It even somehow exceeds that hype. Very yep. strangely. You wouldn't think that would be possible. I'm I'm satisfied with, and I don't think it's a spoiler by saying this, with a part one. Effectively, yes, because we already know that the, the next one has been filmed. They were filmed as, as one thing. So obviously you're going to go into this knowing that there's something still to come, <laughs> which you can argue will undermine it ever so slightly. But not, but not entirely. But this, well, this, yeah. this is completely my point. I'm not frustrated mm-hmm. with anything. No, I no, am, no. Yeah. I feel, I feel good. So, plot. We have to be careful about this entire film for spoiler reasons because hashtag Thanos demands your silence. Yes. And Disney gave us badges with that on, by the way. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, it was that's good. good. I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> pictures floating around. Um, yeah, uh, Thanos wants them stones. He does. He so there's the six stones. Infinity Stones, which are born of the Big Bang that, that create the universe. It, there are six concentrated ingots. Each one controls a different element of the universe. So there's the Power Stone, which was from Guardians the galaxy mm. the space stone which is obviously the tesseract the um, mind stone yeah. from age of ultron the reality stone which is from dark world dark world time stone from doctor strange yes and then there's one we've never seen before as the well mysterious yet to soul stone yes the soul stone otherwise known as the barry white rock anyway <laughs> wouldn't that be great no one makes that, that would gag. Be great. that would be a great gag wouldn't yeah, it yeah of the, the james brown the james yeah. brown stone the godfather of soul stone james brown stone and it comes courtesy of like uh chadwick boseman oh oh that's oh. james brown as, uh, that would be amazing wouldn't it oh. Th- that is not in the film don't don't but it best. might be in the next one <laughs> it might be in the fourth one we don't know we don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's so damn talented <laughs> he's so cool yeah. anyway so um he wants to combine the six stones because it would give him complete omnipotence and control mm. over the universe to reshape reality as he sees fit the idea is he is making his way across the universe to earth and he is picking these Stop up him. as he goes and well along the way a couple of our different heroes are going to, a couple of our moral heroes are going to encounter him and then they are going to have to assemble for lack of a better term to take down the mad titan the mad titan being played by josh brolin and of course the marvel cast being played by the entire marvel cast yeah uh we have we have a clip of mark ruffalo's bruce banner telling tony stark what is to come tell me his name again thanos he's a plague tony he invades planets he takes what he wants he wipes out half the population he sent loki the attack on new york that's him this is it. What's our timeline? No telling. He has the power in space stones. That already makes him the strongest creature in the whole universe. If he gets his hands on all six stones, Tony. He could destroy life on a scale hitherto undreamt of. Did you seriously just say hitherto undreamt of? Are you seriously leaning on the cauldron of the cosmos? Is that what I'm going to allow that. That was Dr. Strange Cape, obviously, yes. whacking Tony Stark. Um, 
Actually, that clip is, is pretty indicative of, of what really works about the film. As always, it's the interaction between the characters, it's the pairings, it's the dynamics, it's the interplay. Mm. Uh, Stark and Doctor Strange, for instance, that's a lot of fun. Because it's ego versus ego. ego. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also two Sherlocks. When does that ever happen? There is a sh- yeah, there is a shot where they're just face-to-face. <laughs> face-to-face. I know, yeah. it's great, isn't it? You know someone's done like an Instagram thing where it's Clearly. that and then... The superimposed of Sherlock. Uh, totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's ca- character combinations there in there that will just amuse the ever loving hell out of you. Uh, there's stuff in this film you honestly never expected to see in a feature film. If you're a comic book fan, there's there, are, there is genuinely stuff from comics lore that you just never thought you'd see in a film. Yeah. Like, wow, okay, this, we've we've lived this long. We, yeah, we've this. lived long enough to see this. Yeah. It is the biggest, most bombastic uh, comic book blockbuster it could possibly be. And to be fair, after Black Panther. Yeah, maybe you needed a big blowout because Black Panther had kind of taken, we've done the self-contained superhero blockbuster about as well as it's going to get now. Mm. So go and do, let's do something else for the next one. And they've gone with, screw it, we're just going to, we're just going to blow everything, everything. We're going to set it all on fire. Yeah. Essentially. We are burning this house down. Yeah. We are burning this house down. We are leaving it all on the table. uh, David Byrne comes on and he's like, burn our house. (laughs) <laughs> and I love it. They, and everybody gets a moment to shine. Everyone gets something to do, with a couple of exceptions. Yeah, so. are we allowed to talk about exceptions, or will we talk about that in podcast extras? No, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Oh no, no, I don't mean in terms of in terms of uh, any kind of spoil. I just mean in right. terms of their presence in the film. I would argue no, same, same thing. Yeah, same I thing, would yeah. argue that Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Anthony Mackie, uh, Sebastian Stan, and Don Cheadle. I would argue get a little bit less to do than anyone else. Really, I would. I would say that. Maybe Ka- Sebastian's done. I, w- I would say that, that Chris Evans does. Actually, yes. Yeah, but I can also see why, and I think you will see why as well. And, I think and so. We've, we've got another one of these things. I know! Actually, so. And we yeah, Tom Holland being great it. as well. Yeah, Tom Holland's great. Yeah. Uh, really, well, good. Um, really tight, focused direction on there as well. I thought that was really, really well handled, because there's so much going on, and it is an exhausting film. It's oh, two and a half hours, and there is a lot of content in this. It yeah. is borderline exhausting. It works because it's light and fun enough at times to offset how really, really dark and grim it wants to go. Oh, it's it's bleak, and we're not talking about one of those standard superhero movies where you know it's oh it's a you know we're going to triumph and then we'll just whack mm. on a sad ending. It's not that basic. No, I think just, it wants just go- to be more subversive. Yeah, I think just going back to the tone of it as well mm. and how the Russo have been able to kind of corral everything together. Yeah, um, some of those individual solo like standalone films have got such a like like a distinctive look and feel to them. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Black Panther, Guardians, and the fact that those can work cohesively in the same film is pretty astounding. That's really. funny you say that, because I, I I did the written review yesterday. I'm trying to find the guy's name. Trent uh, Trent uh, Opalock, the cinematographer. Mm. Uh, he was also the cinematographer on Winter Soldier and Civil War. Right. And so, you know, he... he so he, he works with he's, the Russos. He's worked with the Russos before. And obviously it has that very distinct, real realistic world look that Winter Soldier and Civil War had mm. <clears throat> that balanced brilliantly by the time you got to Civil War and the otherworldly elements really started to come in. Um, what he's done here I actually think is really clever because there are moments where he dangles the multiple colour scheme thing of the Defenders. Mm. You remember the Defenders where everyone was just like sat at a table under a different colour light bulb? Yes. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, like like cool. an old Canon Films uh, production. Uh, he dangles that in front of you but then comes up with something wholly unique and and makes it sort of alien and otherworldly, but rooted within that real world that he's already created. 
And I thought that was really good. Mm. It really sold me. I absolutely believe that Tony Stark can exist in the same world as Doctor Strange and that Thor can live in the same world as the Black Panther. I absolutely believe that because visually it's absolutely immersive and engaging and coherent and mm. cohesive and it works. It does, yeah. definitely. And if, yeah, it was, it was a way that it wasn't going to work. Because this could have just been crap. Let's be really honest, yeah. this could have just been a mess. The, the big argument from a lot of people is there is so much going on and they're a victim of their own success. Like they've had so many <laughs> successful films and trying to put everything in there. But but they have. And um, I, I do think that if you've seen all 18, that's the best way to enjoy this. That's actually my oh, my single biggest complaint with it yeah. is I be, and and to be fair, it's a double edged sword. It's very, it it's very self referential. Yeah. yeah, it, it has, has to, to be so self referential because it's a finale, really, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I think there's some jokes that work, even though they are self referential. So you don't you don't have to mm. have seen everything else, but you'll get like a like an added like depth to I it. I think yeah. so. The one I was, and I, I made. There's one uh, moment that, that stuck out for me. It was a 60 second long conversation. It was all dialogue, and it was between uh, Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy. And in the space of 60 seconds, they referenced specifically referenced seven films, mm. and every single one of those references was yeah. punctuated by a gag. Yeah, in 60 seconds. So this is a 300 million dollar superhero movie with mm. 38 or whatever characters. And they will do seven gags in 60 seconds. It's like a Peter Serafinowicz YouTube video. <laughs> like a Brian Butterfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, was it one that he did with like uh, 60 impressions in 30 and, seconds? And, he, and he's in Guardians as well. Which is, he is. Which is mad. Um, but yeah. actually, just on that point, I guess if you've not seen the other films, just having that little segment, in mm. a way, it kind of catches you up a little bit. There's a lot, there, there is a lot yeah. of exposition provided, but it, it, it does work. It doesn't feel too ham-fisted. There is a mo. I think we do get the explanation. It's, it's still, it's still a bit light, isn't it? A little bit, but we do get the explanation of what the Infinity Stones are twice, which seems a bit weird, but then again... Yeah, but again, there's so much going on, sometimes you might, you might have to be like, oh, that one's the Mind Stone. Or, yeah, 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 it exactly. helps to just... But, you know, have, have them like labelled or something. Get like a little label maker. I just... mean, couldn't we just have had like a Michael Pena recapping at the beginning of the film? I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping we get. Oh, so like, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So there was these stones and a big bang, yeah. and the big bang that like, comes out in the world. Yeah. And it's rad. <laughs> <laughs> and then my cousin Jose, <laughs> who knows this guy, who knows this, who knows this, ho- who's like the housekeeper for Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so much that he gets some kind of tech or suit or. Do you know if you read between the lines of the Ant-Man trailer, mm. he's clearly got a car chase. Yeah, uh, he does, He's yeah. clearly got a car. I'm like, I can't wait for Michael Pena as that character doing a car chase. The, 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 um, the new trailer for that's got to be dropping soon. You would imagine... It I believe it is. Or... What's the next Disney... I can't remember the next Disney... It's, it's, I thought it was uh, going to drop before this. I thought that, to be honest. Yeah, because they, they released a new like batch of images and a synopsis for it. <laughs> well, they did try to drop a Venom trailer in the middle of the uh, hype for Infinity War. <laughs> well, let's talk about him next, actually. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that is worthy, worthy of uh, discussion. That really is. Uh, but no, absolutely see this film. Uh, it is... Obviously, it takes a whole extra level of enjoyment. It gives you a whole extra level of enjoyment if you know the 18 movies before it. If you don't, go with a friend who's seen them and, and just they'll, they'll explain it yeah. all after and you'll love it. And frankly, they need the money as well. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and hey, Cap has a beard now, so the internet's happy. Uh, but yeah, Avengers Infinity War in cinemas. Now, go see it. We loved it. You will too. With the latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen. 
the on-screen radio show. And we're back for the final battle. So what for the final battle, um, well, do we want to do Beast? Um, we'll do Beast, but let me just run through a couple of bits of news just about this uh, cinema con. Yeah, please. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. There's loads there. Didn't they? They actually premiered some Aquaman footage as well, didn't they? They did. Well, yeah, he, he has a fight on a submarine. Really? Mm. The, wow. fo- the footage wasn't ready as well, and James Wan is like, it's not done. Warners have made me do this. And, and he was obviously saying it as a joke, but then also not really joking. Not, well. not, not really joking. I'm willing to bet they were behind him. Like, he's got an electric cattle prod pressed up against they've, like, they've, they've James, got, they've, finish. They've got James Wall, um, They've got Aquaman's like, Triton. <laughs> it's stuck in his back. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, they showed uh, some Halloween footage. I heard this in passing, but I, I, I'd not heard any specifics. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about this. I am. This is something I'm really looking forward to. Oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, uh, John Carpenter's doing music for her officially now. That's official now. Yeah, he's... we had a poster last week as uh, Colson and I were talking about it. Poster looks pretty good. Is it going by the title Halloween? By the looks of it, yeah. I think it is going. It's just going to be called Halloween. Yeah, so it's going to be Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween, and Halloween. Fair enough. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> right, that sticks. That's it. That's we're it. Done. We're done. Yeah. We're good. I mean, uh, sequelizer as well. That's coming out. <laughs> yeah, we had that one last week. Yeah, we had um, sequelizer last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, the first show they did uh, for Halloween was was pretty chilling. Um, I've just thought of a sequel title that somehow escaped both of us. For what? Dead Tool. Dead Tool. Dead yeah. Tool. Oh my god! Oh, come on! Oh wow! Okay, so it's itself. Um, yeah, the same studio, uh, which I believe is Universal for Halloween. For Halloween, do you know? I'm, I think I'm so. sure I've had who distributed Halloween. God, Somebody will tell me wrong, but whichever, whichever studio was Halloween, um, it winds up being it winds up being Dimension when it's H two O and H yeah. twenty and, and Resurrection. Would Dimension was sort of connected through Miramax, weren't they? Yeah, but you can't say that word anymore. No, yeah. the M word. Yeah, the M word. <laughs> can't say the M word. No, it's, it's actually it's actually more acceptable to reference Mussolini than it is. The <laughs> 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 other M word, <laughs> uh, Muammar Gaddafi, is actually more more of an acceptable M word than Miramax these days. No, um, uh, yeah, they uh, showed some footage of glass. Yes, I've not seen wow. this trailer. It's online. Everyone's raving oh, is about it. Online? it. The trailer's online. I, yeah. Oh, we should. We should I had a press release this, this morning. I was like, oh, I guess I watch that later. That's not. <clears throat> Out until January. I know they they've got faith in that film. They they clearly do. It's um, finished filming now, hasn't what it? What else? Um, they showed a trailer mm. for uh, First Man, which is um, the Damien Chazelle Neil Armstrong film with uh, Ryan Gosling. I say, yeah. Apparently, <clears throat> the reception was quite muted. Oh, to it, which I'm is interesting. Surprised. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know what? It's because Glenn Powell's not in it. Yeah, that's what it is. He, he would have been failed. a great Buzz Aldrin, yeah, but also if, you, if you've Stop. not put yeah. Glenn Powell in your '60s NASA movie. Then, then what are you doing? You're not even trying. Yeah. You're not even trying, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to make everything hidden figures, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Everything's um, just going to be hidden figures by the time I'm done reshaping reality. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, last uh, real kind of big one. I mean, there was the Venom trailer and there was a bunch of other things as yes. well. But um, We'll talk Venom. Quentin Santino and Leonardo DiCaprio turned up. We know each other! Yeah. <laughs> we worked together on that film where he put his hand open and he won an Oscar. Um, yeah, uh, for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I still think is a terrible title. Yes, it's a really lazy title. But I am still looking forward to it. And he said this is the closest thing to Pulp Fiction that I've done since Pulp Fiction. Oh, fair enough. Has anyone ever done a map of the world and just put a dot in every place that there's a Once Upon a Time in? So you got a once-part-time oh, in Mexico, to, a once-part-time yeah. in Venice, once-part-time in America, yeah. which we'll just 
put in the heartland. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like someone should actually sell that like on Etsy. You know, it sounds, sounds like the kind of thing that would happen, doesn't it? That's one of those box sets with like rubbishy <laughs> car body. That's yeah, a TK yeah. Maxx box set. That is a TK right Maxx box set. TK Maxx. Matalan box set. Matalan box set. Totally. Yeah. Like the loosely linked. Yeah. Like my The Way for Way Back. I was coming up with another one the other day. Uh, love Simon. Love Rosie. I need oh. another love something. I bet you there is one. It's got to be. Did, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. Did I ever tell you I came up with one? It was uh, Logan. Logan Lucky and Lucky. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that, that was my one. one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so final review of the week. Yes. Right. And this one's a good one. Right. Beast. All right. Right. Have you heard of this tour? Has he got Kelsey Grammer in it? <laughs> Is he wearing blue fur? <laughs> it does not. Uh, it does, however, have uh, Jesse Buckley in it. And I'm trying to remember the actress's name. Hang on a tick. Uh, Gerald- Geraldine James? Oh, Jesse Buckley, sorry, and Johnny Flynn. So Jesse Buckley is Moll. She is, the way she's depicted to us, she's kind of a 20-ish girl living in the West Country. Uh, it's a British film, by the way. Uh, living in the West Country, living a sort of, I would say, middle-class suburban life. She, you know, has a sort of, uh, the equivalent of like a mick job where she's the, she gives guided tours on coaches. Okay. Like she's the, she's the poor girl that's to stand up with the microphone and, you know, explain the countryside. Um... <laughs> This is, is it Sam Guernsey or Jersey? I cannot remember. One of the two. Oh, not another film on Guernsey. I know. Guernsey Film Board is about to implode. They, whoever their new publicist is, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, she meets a young man, Pascal, who's a bit of a rough, bit of a rough type. He's played by Johnny Flynn. They begin a bit of a heated, heated affair. Um, it's very much for her, it's a sort of first love thing. So think fear. Think Reese Witherspoon in fear. Right? But, British and, and, you know, raven haired and mm. sorry, ginger flame haired and, uh, and weirdly reminiscent of Hayley Atwell because I kept thinking she's got to be related to Hayley Atwell. She isn't. Um, it quickly emerges that there is a, uh, there is a pattern of missing, missing presumed dead girls on the island. Mm. And he has at one point in his life been linked to the case. He at one point was a person of interest. And as their relationship deepens and as it brings out her a darker side of her that she never knew existed, the question becomes, is is this true? Is this person I love really the monster I'm told he could potentially be? Here's a clip. Hey, don't walk away from me. What the f*** do you want from me? I want you to tell me that you didn't do it. I lied for you. I said we were together that night, and I need to know I did it for the right reason. Yeah, well, you don't need to lie for me anymore. I'll get through this by myself. Oh, God, I don't understand you. How can you ask me that? I love you, and you're asking me that. Yeah, tense, thrilling, gripping. I loved this. This was so good. And uh, Jesse Buckley, absolutely terrific performance. Mm. And Johnny Flynn as well. So the, the the central leads, your two leads, are so brilliantly cast. I know Johnny Flynn as being a musician more than an actor. You know, I was trying to work out where I knew him from. What is he a musician yeah. in? Is he is he a solo? He's just a solo artist. I didn't yeah. know that. I couldn't place him. Well, I know him as a solo artist. I know. Do I know him from any films? What films do I know him from? I know that he's been in some films, but I can't, the water, I can't. Song think. Song One. Don't remember. Do you know I don't know any of these things he's been in? Oh, he's in that genius show, the Pablo Picasso. Nah, the uh, uh, Jeffrey Rush thing. The Jeffrey Rush? Lovesick. That is on Netflix, that TV show. Ah, that okay. was called, it had a really stupid name. 
Scrotal weak all. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Um, he's got a sort of Charlie Hunnamish quality about him. He's, he's like a West Country Charlie Hunnam. A little bit, yeah. Um, he's fascinatingly, fascinatingly intense here. Um, but then again, so is Jesse Buckley. And that's the term, fascinatingly intense. Um, the story doesn't cop out on you the way you hope it would. It tries to do something more creative. It tries to do something more insightful, more meaningful, with more depth. And it is re- a genuine success through and through. Um, but a large part of it for me is, is, is the, is, is down to those two core performances. It is, uh, written and directed by Michael Pierce. It has a really great sense of location, lots of wide open spaces that somehow still feel quite, uh, quite compressing, mm. quite isolating, quite, uh, quite overpowering. It's genuinely great. I really, really love this film. It's just, I mean, minute, minute to minute, to the, one to the end, I was just gripping the armchairs, yeah. fascinated by this, and it's those performances. Uh, Geraldine James as well, also as uh, as Moll's mother. Uh, quite a tokenish, kind of very thinly sketched role, but the uh, she plays it in a sort of a very full-bodied, very very hefty kind of a way that does add just a little little bit more to it than it uh, than it otherwise would have, and it makes it actually work a lot better. Um, go, go and see it; it really is very good. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I was a big fan. But uh, yeah, sounds good. So that is that is my uh, that's my sycophantic raving about beast <laughs> over and done with. You get it? You like it? I know, I know. Go figure. So uh, so film of the week's Avengers, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the sound of the D minor. <laughs> Feels sounded all right actually. To be fair, not a bad week. Every film out this week is at the very least very good. Yeah, it's just for your general going. Yeah, so I say, um, general cinema going public. It's it's Avengers. Yeah, you're gonna strap That's on your film. Gauntlet yeah. And, yeah, just remember, no spoilers. Thanos demands your silence. Yeah. So uh, next week, so next week we've got the young Karl Marx. Ah. Uh-huh. We've got Tully next week. Charlie's oh, is that, do you know what's really funny? Every time I see the trailer for that, mm. that looks like horror film. It kind of does. I thought that as well, actually. When I, I think it should be a horror film because this can't be what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I watched it. Um, we were waiting for the Quiet Place to start. I think at, I saw it as well. Yeah. Uh, the Strangers <laughs> Pray at Night next week. Oh, that's finally happened. Yeah, that's that's finally happened. And it didn't oh, go wow. direct to DVD, which is where I assumed it would go. Yeah. So Did you know Johan, Johan Roberts directed this? No, I didn't know that. I know I didn't know that. Dean Hendricks is in it. Uh, she is, yeah. I had no idea. I like Johan Roberts. I didn't like 47 Meters Down. But, you might like uh, this. I might like this. Uh, Newtown Utopia, which is a oh, uh, documentary. About it, I was yeah. you about this. This is about uh, the post-war construction of new towns in Britain. Uh, anime film Mary and the Witch's Flower, ah. which is basically Harry Potter and the anime adaptation. Hmm. Um, we've got Lean on Pete next week, which is yes. uh, uh, stars Steve Buscemi, actually. Yeah. Steve Buscemi, Travis Fimmel, and Charlie Plummer. Mm. Uh, Coming-of-age uh, story involving a horse. It's not, not, it's not Rob Reiner, that film, is it? No, I don't think it is. No, no, no it's definitely not Rob Reiner. No. And last but certainly by no means least, Amy Schumer is back. And apparently offending a lot of people with I Feel Pretty. So we'll, uh, we'll find that one out for ourselves. I, I bet that's going to be right. Train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope someone snatches it up from the box. <laughs> <laughs> Did you steal that joke from me? Like she stole all her material. Oof. Oof. Well, if you're going to have more YouTube 2013 on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got all those to come and more next week off screen. In the meanwhile, this has been Kelly Stubridge for on screen. I've been Van Connor. I have been the D minor. <laughs> and we'll be back. Just show me 
me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Offscreen. For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. So our podcast actually is going to be a bit different this week. Yes. So we're going to talk about that Venom trailer. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, the Venom trailer sucked, by the way. <laughs> if there's no Spider-Man, yeah. why does he still look like evil Spider-Man? It doesn't make any sense. What, if it's an origin story and Spider-Man's not involved, he wouldn't look like Spider-Man. He wouldn't obey the physical... Never mind. Also, it's symbiote, not symbiote. 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 Yeah. The internet kind of melted. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for the next, like, few minutes, we, we're going into spoiler territory. Uh, so, But if you've seen Avengers Infinity War, by all means, keep listening. If you've not seen Avengers Infinity go War... Go to the cinema right now. Go to the cinema right now, see it, Quit and then you can resume this podcast from this point. Uh, we're joined by Chris Dyer. Hello. But just because he just happened to be around. So. Yeah, around. Um, Chris is my friend. Um, not to brag, I, I have at least one friend. You've got at least one? At least one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for now. I have a friend. <laughs> uh, me, me and Van, famously not friends. No, we uh, workplace proximity associates. Proximity That's associates. Yeah, we are acquaintances at best. <laughs> you said I was special. <laughs> okay, so um, Infinity War. This is this is it's so big and there's so much to unpack, and it's so difficult to review without talking about spoilers. Exactly. Yeah. It's been uh, literally. I've I've spoken to lots of people. They've been as they've been writing their reviews this week. A lot of them have been a hard time. Because, like, well, we can't even talk about how great a performance this person gave because then it kind it of indicates be, yeah. where that goes. So now that we can talk about spoilers, who gave a great performance? Yeah, in, well, in that case, you said like Zoe Saldana. I mean, like, you know, that's a big chunky part to have, and but you can't really talk about it in a regular spoiler-free review because of what it involves. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of emotion from her. Yeah, and that a lot. Very different side of that character as well. Mm, like you got yeah. to see a very distinct uh, side. I really loved how because it had been four years for the Guardians, like time wise, that you know they had really evolved as a yeah, sort of family yeah. unit. I didn't even think about that really. Yeah, because yeah. well, it's, it's at least twenty fifteen the last time we saw the Guardians mm. chronologically. chronologically it? Um, so, like for instance, like Quill and Gamora being actually seemingly not really a couple, but was it like long term booty call? I think he said. Yeah, so like yeah. They'll, they'll make out and stuff, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that, oh, that bit with Drax when he's just like, <laughs> he's eating those crisps or whatever they are. Mantis seems to be part of the actual tea. Rocket yeah. seems to now be kind of a sort of rascible uncle kind of a thing. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And, and Groot is just the kid. Yeah, now, yeah Groot is the, fa- the family's child. So it seems yeah. to be this sort of weird blended family unit. Yeah. And I, I loved that. I thought, okay, we've gotten to here from the ending of Guardians 2. It's very logical. It makes sense. Yeah. And much like a family, it gets to the point where you stop listening to the dad when you're growing up. <laughs> and what so exactly. it was nice yeah. seeing when, how... When, like, the cool cousin comes in, when, when yeah. Comes in, yeah, yeah, exactly that. In fact, it's it basically Sean William Scott's character in It's Always Sunny. Was it? Oh, yeah. cool, cool, cool Mac, cool, country, Mac. Country, country Mac, Mac. Oh, country right. Mac. Yeah, basically yeah. country Mac. So Thor is country Mac, <laughs> uh, which is probably yeah. the weirdest analogy you could draw. For I, yeah, like going into it, I didn't even think about their interplay. Mm. Like. I was thinking about Doctor Strange and uh, Tony Stark, yeah. and I was thinking about Quill and Tony Stark, but I wasn't thinking about Thor and Quill. And it's a really great dynamic. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple little ones in there that I really... I mean, there's uh, it's a self-referential gag, but I do love the... Uh, Anthony Mackie saying, well, this, is, this has gotten awkward. 
when they reunite Mark Ruffalo oh, yeah. and Scarlett Johansson, which weirdly never seems to really come up again. No, uh, not in this one. Which is annoying. I hope that's something that gets chucked in the fourth one. Do we actually see Bruce and uh, hanging out after that one scene? I don't think I we think actually do. A, I don't think they cross paths. You know, there's so much on my Bacotta room floor. Like, they'll have, they'll have thought of that, they'll have filmed it. Oh, yeah. It just wouldn't have worked, I guess. But uh, I, the, the return to Wakanda, I thought, I mean, in the screening I was in on uh, Tuesday night, we, we were, they, they went all in on press shows for this, right? On Tuesday night, they had the IMAX in Leicester Square. They had the super screen next door. And in the building, two buildings down, they had view as well. Hmm. And the line, the, the lines actually filled, genuinely filled Leicester Square. When it got to Black Panther, with the, the reintroduction of Black Panther characters, rounds of applause and cheering and whoops. I got goosebumps. Yeah. It was the music that did it. Yeah. yeah. As that, soon as I heard that it. That Black Panther music is incredible. Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like horns and... Oh, man. Yeah. And Mastering. also, nice to see Mbaku back as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mbaku! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I, I, and you know, it's weird. You you do see that moment when they they reintroduce Black Panther characters, and you do think, "Wow, we all as a just a society now really love Black Panther more than we thought we ever would." Yeah, how crazy that! Just realize something. Go on. <laughs> Why didn't they bring the rhinos back? They could have done some damage. Actually, yeah, they could have really. Yeah. Actually, da- Daniel Clue is not in it. He's not. Um. No, he's not at all, is no. he? Nor is uh, Lupita Nyong'o, but obviously at the end of Black Panther, because he's kind of, he's had to side with uh, uh, Killmonger. Yeah. He's in the yeah. dog house. Do you think he's in... Oh, Cat house. Rhino house. By the way, we can we can pretty house. much give Black Panther spoilers, because I think the uh, the actual the home release yeah. is next week in the US. That's funny, I saw it at the cinema last week. You saw it at yeah. the cinema last week as well, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. It's a digital exclusive oh, next week. Time it's about 10 days' time, it's a digital exclusive, and then a week after that is DVD and Blu-ray. So uh, got to got to get up. I'm buying that day one. Yeah, but uh, you know there's going to be so many behind the scenes featurettes and uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, how much how much has Kendrick got? That's what I want. <laughs> um, we uh, we got the Ragnarok Blu-ray last week, and the gag reel for that is oh god, brilliant. Yes, I sat. It wound up on YouTube. I sat and watched it all. Yeah, yeah it's very funny. There's, there's like an eight bit version of some like the key scenes as well. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, but I've not seen it. Yeah. But uh, no, I I came away from this this uh, from Infinity War just thinking, yeah, basically the entire third act of this is is incredibly bright. Well, you say that the entire film was a third act. It was three third acts. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Fair, fair. I go with that. It was full on from the get. Not much setup, really, is there? No. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of hey, I'm out jogging. Oh, by the way, the world's ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Deal with that. <laughs> you know. Um, speaking of Black Panther, the one thing I really loved is that they've uh, they sort of retroactively inserted this continuity that following the end of Black Panther, evidently like Tony Stark's just been playing around with Wakandan technology. Yeah, like well, I loved that. Well, how long after the Civil War is this meant to be? Two, and he says it's two years. Oh, he says he's not spoke to Cap for Cap two years. Two years, yeah. which means there's been two. Wakanda's been around to the world for roughly two years then, because yeah. that's straight after Civil War. So isn't it's it? long enough for Stark to mess around with nanotech, not mm. long enough to bring a Starbucks to Wakanda. No, I know. Who'd have thought that? Who'd have yeah, thunk we, it? We've not gentrified it just yet. And we just put it out there. Wakanda, presumably being the nation that it is and having the economic structure that it is, doesn't have a tax system. And it's Starbucks. They should have leapt on that. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. Starbucks didn't move head office to Wakanda or Google. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's it. Yeah, Wakanda opens to the world the next yeah. day. Google, Starbucks, Apple, and Bono move into. I said, you go to Babylon Studio too. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Carr has accounts in Wakanda now. Yeah. Headlining yeah. the comedy clubs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it. All the all the companies leaving the UAE have gone to Wakanda because <laughs> they don't have that five percent tax in, in Wakanda. One <laughs> percent you know, vibranium fee. That's what it is. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked that idea because there was that lived-in sensibility. That you felt like, oh yeah, because you know, Wakanda just feels like it's part of the world now. I like mm-hmm. that. Okay, cool. That's why you're not terribly surprised when they can suddenly whip out Black Panther tech. Yeah, yeah. Like but, people will just have it. Yeah. So, does that mean then? Do you think he's just, he can just make nano arc reactors? Because that's awesome. Oh man, detachable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I quite like. Well, we, we thought this would be like the bleeding edge. Yeah. It basically is, isn't it? Yeah. They found a way to like make their, it fit their, their continuity. Yeah. Um, I did like the revised Thanos uh, origin story. They've, they've, they've changed his origin for the screen, and it's a good origin story, and it works really well, and mm-hmm. weirdly makes a kind of a weird point. But Well, this is one of the reasons why he works so well. It's the reason why Vulture works so well. It's why Killmonger works so well. You can see his motives. You need and, yeah. you can empathize <clears> with him. It, it made his Mad Titan name a bit more... Kind of misunderstood, really. Yeah, because yeah. I just thought Lo- logical Titan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rational, rational survivalist Titan. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> rational economist Titan. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> but uh, he's so good, though. Uh, Josh Brown's so good as Thanos. Mm. Like that yeah. character should have sucked. And all the build-up for him has always been anticlimactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been like Ultron. Kind of, yeah. 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 It could have gone wrong. But like, whenever they've set up Thanos in previous films, there's always been this sense that they feel like they're really, you know, promising us, they're, they're filling us with dread and doom. You're like, you're really not. This just feels like you're just setting up an anticlimactic CGI purple villain four movies down the line. Yeah. And, yeah, they thought they actually delivered the goods when it counts. So, mm-hmm. fair play. <laughs> and at the end... He- gets what he wants <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> which is kind of really the only way to end this there is yeah and it's it's not obvious to how they're going to sort it out we've we've all got theories about yeah it, uh, but like there's, there's no just obvious oh this is what they do i think i've got i've got a theory i think it's clearly something to dr stranger sets something up I feel this like amongst yeah. all this trickery i think he's planted he sent something into the past or something <laughs> And because he says there was no other way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. It seems mm. like such a stupid move just for the sake of storytelling to just hand over a stone. Yeah. The life of one person. Yeah. He's, there needs to be, run. yeah, something in the long run. Especially when that guy, I mean, Strange doesn't know what's in the Iron Man suit. So as far as he's concerned, Stark would be dead two minutes later anyway. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> unless he was going to magic up some stitches or something, I don't know. <laughs> Also, by the way, dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards is one of my favourite lines in a movie (laughs) this year. That's fantastic. Also, uh, this is not a dude. You're a dude. This is a man. (laughs) Very muscular. (laughs) Oh, was he a pirate angel? (laughs) It's like a pirate had a baby with an angel. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I love touching his muscles. (laughs) Please stop. When Stella's trying to talk like him as well. Not today, sir. (laughs) Is he mocking me? <laughs> he's, he's copying me. 
I loved it. I loved, uh, you know, the interplay between Thor and Rocket, I, I, I thought was quite fun. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Um, I, there's a weird gag in there as well, by the way, that Peter Dinklage is playing against type. For once, <laughs> yeah. for once, he's the tallest man in the room. He's, he's playing a giant dwarf. He's playing a giant for a change, so he's, yeah. he, uh, but, uh, but... But we still call him a dwarf. <laughs> they do, don't they? <laughs> well, I'm sure to some people he is. Like me. To Galactus, he, to Galactus he would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get but, that deal signed. <laughs> get that deal signed. Come on, 2021. That'll be about the, the time period we get a, a Fantastic Four movie. But... I think that'll be about the time when uh, John Krasinski will really start to get that grey. Yeah, yeah, funny that. It'll be, so funny, it'll yeah. be good it'll be, timing, yeah. He'll be ready to uh, be Reed Richards. And I want him to direct the, fast, uh, the, the Fantastic Four film. I wouldn't put it past him because uh, Quiet Place is t- seemingly yeah. turning into his own personal get out. And it's all about family. Yeah. Yeah, it's more about family than Vin Diesel is about family. <laughs> yeah, because you know, well, John Krasinski doesn't take that, doesn't waste time with the extra B. So he doesn't say family. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say family. So because he doesn't have to include the letter B, that saves him like a tenth of a second. I ain't got no. That racks up. I got family. Yeah, uh, racks up. You add a tenth of a second, you have many, many of those tenths of seconds. You, if you collect all the, all the Bs, <laughs> you can you can power the infinity B. So that's, that's how it works. <laughs> Complete you, omnipotence. You just giving out the title for Avengers Four. <laughs> I don't know what the title, I couldn't speculate. Because the idea was to tell you the title of, of Avenged 4 would spoil Infinity War for you. Yeah. I still can't speculate what it might be. Well, didn't Zoe Saldana... Sorry. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, well, I've not slept much. I only saw it last night. <laughs> um, wasn't she reported or said in an interview or something? A while ago. She, she dropped... Was it... Infinity War and Gauntlet. Yeah, yes, As she did. Yes, A three and A four. Yeah, but mm. writers well, have now said that it will not be Infinity Gauntlet, and they said that will be a terrible title. It would be considering yeah. what we've seen now, and I don't know how it would be a spoiler because we we know it was coming. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, Born Again is Gauntlet. Born Again. I think would be quite would borrow a dead old title. Mm. <laughs> you know? Disassembled, people are saying something like, "Oh, Avengers reassembled, reassembled." Oh, that would be good. Avengers reassembled would work. Yeah, um, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it's kind of disappointing we didn't hear Cap say. Avengers assembled. Yeah, you would think this would be the one, all wouldn't it? films, it would be this mm. one. But like you said, actually, in, in the actual review, like it's, it's surprising quite, it's how downplayed he is in this. Yeah. Mm. Which makes me think that he definitely going to die. Mm. Next, I love the uh, relationship <laughs> between film. Wanda and Vision, by the way, now. Yeah, that worked so That really worked. Mm. Like, you never thought, you never cared about those characters, Not particularly. Really. Even in Civil War, where they had more to do, you're still like, great, can we get back to stuff now? Yeah. In if it, Well, you do actually enjoy it. No. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so we've rambled long enough, so uh, we need to, to bring this to a close. So there's your spoiler chat on Infinity War. We all loved it. And, mm-hmm. uh, Most it's, definitely. Yeah. It's, a, it's a four and a half out of five to me. Uh, I'd, I'd give it an eight out of ten. you give it an eight out of yeah, ten? Yeah, um, eight out of ten gauntlets. You've got to change the, you've got to change the scale, haven't you, when it's your turn? Chris? I'd give it high numbers. High numbers. High numbers. Or a big letter. I'd give it, I'd an, give it a massive big, big A. percentage. I'd give it an A minus purely for being as self-referential as it is. An Avengers minus. An Avengers minus. Yeah. Minus half. And that, that, oh, oh, is it our title? That's the title. <laughs> but you know, you know for a fact the first Avengers movie that gets made after number four is going to be called The New Avengers. That's totally going to be. be yeah. Clearly going to be. And then we'll have West Coast Avengers and <laughs> it'll all carry on until we How is that not die. a TV show? I want to see more of uh, the Revengers. That's, that's the Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah that's, the that's the, the Revengers, that would work. That should be the spin-off the starring... That should be the spin-off that Valkyrie and Black Widow go and do. Uh, yeah, because I'm not accepting that Valkyrie's dead. No, no, I'm not at all. By the way, what happened? Did... Korg and Meek and Valkyrie get in the escape pods with apparently half the Asgardians. Went to Meek's planet. 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> tell you, there's a one shot. Cog's going to destroy everyone. Well, Cog's out there printing leaflets up. So it's pamphlets. What? He's doing pamphlets. That's what he yeah. is. He's going to drown himself in paper. <laughs> he, he did. He did. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, rock beats paper. But yeah, that's totally it. Totally it. <laughs> Wait, what? Bit of rock paper scissors human fever. Oh, rock beats paper. <laughs> what games were you playing? <laughs> <laughs> on which note we've not slept in three hours <laughs> on which note we're going to draw this to a close here it is your moment of cage why are you I'm a ghost writer.